Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on the Clarity Podcast today. It's the third conversation in this season of getting us future ready as leaders. Now, to me, being future ready is about being able to be strategic or up in the helicopter seat of our life and business, being able to respond to the opportunities that are coming our way versus getting stuck reacting to everything or person that is coming our way. And it's often about investing the time and the headspace to plan, train and focus on the things that are going to help us to get us to where we want to be. And so my aim with this podcast is to bring you some of the amazing specialists and thought leaders who have inspired and mentored me to do this. Today, I wanted to talk about one of the main challenges that I see with leaders and business owners, myself included is that we can often get stuck down in the doing or the daily grind and lose sight of our real purpose or where we're really trying to head. Now, when we're down in this place, often that breeds stress and exhaustion. And in my experience, when we're in this place, no amount of pushing shit uphill is actually going to get the results that we want. This is often the trigger for me to shift gears and start allowing versus pushing. So when our podcast guest today, former PR turned psychic and highly successful author, podcast host and mentor, Helen Jacobs, first came into my world two years ago at a business boot camp. At the time, I'd been in full on hustle mode. The business had taken a dip, a project with our main client was coming to an end and we were gearing up for a major repositioning launch. There was a lot going on and I thought I was doing all the right things. New business meetings, tick. Marketing plan, tick. Delivering great experiences, tick. But none of this was converting. I felt exhausted and I really felt like I was going against the grain of what I was supposed to be doing. And you know how many of us have probably been in the hustle and the grind, yet we don't feel like we're actually getting anywhere. So when Helen Jacobs beamed into the room, it was literally like an angel with a halo of bright, shiny light bulbs was going on. And she described the signs of working out of alignment with our soul's purpose. Some of the things I was experiencing, disconnected from myself, exhausted, working against the grain versus working in the flow that comes when we are aligned with what we are put in this world to do. You know, it's that time when things seem to happen effortlessly, when that person calls you that you've been thinking of, or opportunities present themselves as if some higher power is at play. I think that we could all do with a little bit of this right now. So when Helen agreed to be interviewed for this season of the podcast, I couldn't think of a better person to help us get out of the grind and into more flow. So in our conversation over the next 45 minutes, we are covering a lot of ground. Let me give you a flavor for what we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering why in today's world do we get disconnected from our feelings and our soul? 
why operating from this place is completely unsustainable for both you, your business and your teams. Why self-care is critical if you want to find balance and have the energy to create the changes you want in the world. Why doing more does not hold the secret to creating growth. Then we're going to talk about what the soul is and how to tune into our soul's purpose. We're going to talk about what pivotal moments in our lives might be and how to tune into the messages coming from them. We're going to talk about what can happen when we get our heads out of the way and start tuning into our intuition more as a guiding force. And we're going to talk about how to spot the signs when we're not aligned with our soul's purpose before we drive our selves like a train off the track and we're also going to cover the self-care steps that will help us get back on track and tuning into our intuition to guide us forward we're going to be talking about the self-care steps that will help us get back onto the track and tuning into our intuition to guide us forward how to work smarter and not harder by tuning into both our masculine and feminine energies and the seasonal energy cycles. And finally, Helen's going to talk about how she creates growth in her business. Spoiler alert, she doesn't have a business plan. I was so excited to talk to her about this. Um, Look, I know Helen's insights will be a game changer for many of you, and I'm so grateful to her for sharing her wisdom today on the podcast. Let's get into it. So I am... So happy, grateful, joyous, insert many of these kind of amazing words today to have the the gorgeous Helen Jacobs with me um, to speak to you guys. Uh, Helen uh, is an author, I should say congratulations, the book you already know has just literally come out, so we'll, we'll probably talk about that a little bit as we go through. So author of the book you already know, um, host of the Guided Collective podcast, which is amazing. I'm loving it. Um, she's a mentor, um, really passionate about having people tap into their intuition and discovering their kind of life path. Um, this all came to you after a really successful career in the PR and marketing space. Um, and there were some signs and some nudges that, that kind of sent you in a different direction. So we'll talk a little bit about your story in a second. Some of the other words I've, I've uh, heard to describe you are also in the kind of soul coach um, space. Obviously, you're a psychic. We're going to talk a bit more about that. But you're also a mom um, and an entrepreneur. So there's many ways that we could describe <laughs> the amazing Helen Jacobs. And we're going to talk a bit about that. But I also wanted to say the first time I got connected um, with Helen and, and really my world lit up and that's why she's kind of here today was I was introduced uh, to Helen through Lorraine, the gorgeous Lorraine Murphy. Um, and I was attending one of Lorraine's business boot camps and she had Helen kind of beam into us through the power of uh, Zoom and give us a kind of business forecast for the year ahead and, and some signs and, and some things that she was intuiting. Is that the right word? Intu yeah. Intuiting mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to us, just really connected with me um, in terms of the way the business world is also changing and how we need to start kind of activating some more of this intuitive space in terms of how we're living and, and leading. So 
that really spoke to me. And what I didn't realize is actually Helen had been in my life for quite a long period of time before that, because we have her little sage oracle cards <laughs> that literally my partner and I pull every day, have been doing that really for the last year. So before I got experience with Helen, um, I think a friend bought us these cards maybe three years ago. So you've actually been in my house for a long time. <laughs> I didn't quite realize that I was then going to get to meet you in person. And here we are today mm -hmm. speaking together directly. So that is a hell of a long introduction, but, um, but I wanted to just say welcome. And um, I'd love perhaps for you to give us a, a bit of a feel for um, who you are and what you do and a bit about your journey to kind of get here, if you will, Helen. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. It's so bizarre to hear yourself described and so it's it's so lovely um to have such a warm welcome onto your podcast um and it's also funny for me because i think a lot of people end up finding me or my work in such a serendipitous way uh, so i always love hearing how someone's heard about me but as you've described yeah my background is in pr and marketing i did not uh, ever for one minute contemplate that my career trajectory would <laughs> have me here. Uh, and, and ultimately, I ended up leaving PR um, to give psychic readings. And that was the most furthest thing from what I could ever have perceived for myself, let alone what anyone in my world had ever suggested <laughs> as a career path for me. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the, the big story in a moment, but what that pivotal moment in my life uh, really reassured in me is that there is something bigger that is steering uh, or influencing things, co-creating with us, because we still have a say. Um, and actually, our job is to get out of the way enough to hear it so that such life-altering changes can come to us. And rest assured, I doubt anybody listening needs to go and become a psychic. In fact, there's very few people in my world who go on to make that specific change, but I've worked with people all over the world from all walks of life who've had some version of that. And sometimes they stay working in their careers or owning their business or doing, you know, whatever it was they were doing beforehand but now through a very, very different lens. And I think life can be very different when we do that. Oh, I love that. I mean, so many of us, and I know I've been there and it sounds like you've been there, can be sort of toiling away in our businesses and we've made decisions and we've headed on a pathway and, and a certain journey, but then we kind of, in a way, wake up and think, I'm not happy or am I living into my, what I'm here to do? And we start to kind of question um, things and it sounds like you've worked with lots of people in that way but what I was loving about what you were saying is you know, yes some people make this huge pivot um, but some people perhaps the experience is a bit different can we talk a bit about I'm kind of jumping straight in here if that's okay of course <laughs> can we talk a little bit about yeah some of those pivot moments or when um, or why we become aware of something being maybe off or that we're not aligned or maybe there's something else, maybe this thing called soul. Could we talk a little bit about, you know, what soul is and 
and mm-hmm. why we get these pivot points or points in life when we wake we wake up is that a good way of saying sure. it yeah i love it so without wanting to take this too far out there or too esoteric i think most of us in a very simple form can uh understand that there is a part of us separate from our heads that is more feeling based um, and even if that is the only definition that we'll work on today or that someone listening takes out of this um, you know from tuning into your podcast that's a great place to start for a second though I want to zoom right out because my definition of soul is the part of us that exists on some higher dimension on some other plane that has had multiple lifetimes that this is you know for us in human form this is a very long life hopefully that we're experiencing for soul it's kind of a blip on the radar so if if we can see that um actually there is some bigger force that my belief has chosen to come into this lifetime and it's not just here to have this ho-hum mundane struggle life Actually, our soul has chosen to be here to experience certain things and to offer certain things. And so it's also my belief that each of us has a soul purpose. So then we come down into the human world and we do have this human experience and we have, you know, quite rightly this mind that, you know, we're very bright and we can think up lots of things and we have facts and figures and, and, we can think in a linear, logical way. Mm-hmm. Once we are so disconnected from our feeling and we're too much in our head and our thinking and our plotting and planning, then we start to run into trouble. And I think it's at that point where we will start to use things like uh, that, that there's a roadblock, that this is hard, that there's a challenge, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I can't seem to overcome this, I can't change this, mm. I'm up against it. Our bodies start to feel tired or burnt out, uh, we're disconnected, we're uh, disillusioned or, or even dissatisfied or, or depressed. That all of life and all of the, the feelings that we have I see as a litmus test. Are we actually working with our soul or are we working against it? So when we feel like we're pushing and striving and we can't break through and our bodies are bearing the toll of this, to me, that is the biggest wake-up call our soul is giving us to be able to step back and to just pause. You know, our minds, like I said before, we're incredibly bright. There is a lot that we humans have been able to invent and create um, and vision. Mm -hmm. But we are not greater than whatever this magic power is that's created the sun and the moon and the tides and the intricacies of our bodies that science still can't tell us what it is. It is greater than that magic that allows, I I often use this analogy of a mother, when a woman is pregnant, she's not forcing the baby to grow. There is some other magic that is taking care of that process. And so if we're able to tap into that, things can actually become 
uh, in the long run a bit easier, but we have to train our minds to stop trying to control everything. Wow. So many things in what you're just saying, you know, um, in terms of there's obviously all these signs, however that kind of manifests in you, whether that's the depression or the burnout in my case, or the backache or the, there's all these signs that might be, you know, telling us something that we, you know, but we're too in our heads to really listen. And I think this is the challenge with so many people working in the corporate space. It's, it's like we've become these human doings, right? We're just on all the time. We need to be on. We need to be creating value. There's all this pressure. We have to come up with all these ideas all the time. So I find in my work, people are really kind of up here, just stuck in their heads most of the time. And there's a hell of a lot of stuff going on in their bodies. And it's like our bodies will be showing all these us all these signs that we need to kind of tune into something else or the magic as you as you put it. But it can be really difficult, I think, in the world that we're operating in today until like, boom, our bodies really stop us. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes quite often the, the people that I've worked with over the years often it's when there is that big impact, that there's the big pivotal moment that life is like tapping us on the shoulder, tapping us on the shoulder. Oh, you don't want to listen? Let me smack you about the head. Uh, because sometimes it takes those big things, job loss, relationship loss, an actual physical person that's, that's passed away or been lost in our, in our lives, some sort of financial pressure, our body shuts down you know, we don't have to wait. And I actually say this in, a, in the book, we don't have to wait for our life to go careening into a ditch before we actually realise we're off course. Yeah. I think you also touch on this bigger picture here because as a collective, as a group of people, we've, you know, so we do this individually, but, but collectively we've actually been doing this, that we've set up a system now that we're operating in that has told us it's not okay to rest, yeah. that has told us that you're no good to anybody unless you have sacrificed yourself and your health and your wealth and your life to produce that outcome. And I just think that's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and so there's this new balance that we have to find. Uh, and I think we're in the midst of it. We're in that messy middle figuring it out as a collective mm. um, where how do we continue having, um, particularly in our businesses, how does a, a business continue to grow? How do we sustain growth on growth on growth, mm -hmm. um, which by itself I think is probably the wrong way to be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we do this in a way that is sustainable and nurturing and doesn't require the human capital in a business to be so disposable uh, to attain that growth? Oh, wow. I mean, we've got right into the heart of what I think is, is going on. There's kind of this tipping point where people are going and enough, I can't actually sustain it. So in my world, I work a lot in the marketing services space still. And there's this massive attrition of people that are no longer able to kind of function, nor do they want to function within these systems and the way that they've um, been set up. So there's all this kind of amazing creative talent that's kind of leaving um, when actually they're some of the people that, you know, we want to love and support so they can be in the system to create some of the changes. And so there'll be a lot of people listening to this that feel like they're in that system at the moment that can't 
or isn't currently set up to support them, um, they know the way that they're doing things is like, okay, I'm just trying to think, 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 get my way out of it, problem solve. But actually some of the solution feels like it lies into tapping into the feeling mode and our souls and allow that to kind of come through. So if I, if someone is listening to this going, I'm, I'm right there and I'm thinking of exiting the system, um, how can they think about this or what can they think about, um, you know, to kind of start, you know, thinking about how I might influence or change the system so that, you know, we're not just a commodity and we're mm -hmm. able to build a sustainable system that could work for us. Mm -hmm. so that's quite a big, I don't know if there's a question in that, but <laughs> well, I, I mean, certainly got some ideas on it. I don't know that I can solve it entirely, <laughs> uh, but I think based on the question that you've just asked me, the most important thing that any individual can do is take care of themselves first. Mm. So you were describing the, the person listening who may be ready to exit the system. And I think if you're in it right now and you are suffering burnout, your health is declining, there is like banging your head against a brick wall, possibly, and each person will have to consider this for themselves, but possibly exiting that environment is the most loving thing that you can do for yourself. Um, however, that doesn't mean that we're running away to the hills and we're avoiding and we're just going to, you know, just sit in meditation all day and, and you know, there may be a period of, of taking care of ourselves. Um, I think that actually in the long run, this system is going to need really energized, balanced, healthy, whole individuals to come back in and say, this system is here to support us, not to have us running to the system. And so sometimes that change happens when people exit and can see it from a different perspective and be um, looking back at it but also it's going to require there being people in the system to be dismantling it from within. I think what we're actually living through is quite an extraordinary time on our planet. And, you know, I, as we said in the intro, I am a psychic and I do a lot of energy work. So my perspective on things is not always from a mental or physical perspective. I'm often more interested in the energetics and the, the collective waves that are washing over our planet. And so actually, if I zoom right out here, what is happening, I think, is we are in the midst of such change that that's not going to happen overnight. And like a child that's learning to crawl and learning to walk, they're going to fall over a hundred times. They're going to make all of the mistakes. And I think that's what, what is happening in business at the moment. And so those people who realize actually the balance point here is shifting this can't be sustained. And even if everything under the sun was automated, there still has to be room for the human interaction and for the human component. And I still think that the, that the businesses, as well as the individuals who quote unquote win in this scenario are the ones who are going to be do it fueled from a purer energy, a sustainable energy and, and who are able to, be available when the rest of the system crashes. Someone has to be ready for that. And I, I think that 
maybe not necessarily where you thought I was going to go with that answer, but you can kind of see this divide happening. And so which side do you want to be on? Do you want to be on that sinking ship and, and kill yourself in the process? Or do you want to take a long-term view, sustain yourself so that you're able to come back in and make real change? Because I don't think that any of us can make change when we're curled up in fetal position in the corner. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. So true. And I think what we think about all the time is how we get kind of future ready so that we can bring that energy to create that change. And in our world, we think about it, um, about developing some of these innate human qualities. So yes, we have our kind of IQ and our creativity and, you know, rational mind and uh, but then we have our eq our emotional intelligence our ability to connect and read people's kind of energy and then what we talk about is is kind of bq our body's intelligence you know our soul's intelligence or intuition or, or whatever you want to call that because we still need to be in this world well yeah we we've got the facts and the figures and the numbers from the machines but ultimately we are still uniquely human and able to access this intelligence and wisdom and guide us hopefully to this really positive place for our communities and and our planet so where i guess with you know when we think about some of these human competencies that sounds really clinical but uh, mm -hmm. the best of our humanness you know, if, what do you think about that? And obviously you've started to discover more of this capability and more of this understanding. Um, when did you first kind of start to sort of realize that these were going to be some of the qualities that, that were your <laughs> unique gifts that ultimately were going to help people or, or, you know, mm. um, um, look, my, my story is very unusual. Um, we have to go back to 2001. It was three days before September 11 or 9-11 hit. So yeah. on September 8, I awoke that morning uh, to a dream and what turned out to be a few hours worth of my recently deceased aunt visiting me. Wow. And without question... There was something that happened in that moment that took me out of my logical mind and into a world of knowledge and information that in my human, you know, 19, I think I was at the time state, there was no logical, rational explanation for what was occurring. <clears throat> Of course, I ignored it. <laughs> and, and I kept, at the time I was studying journalism, I went on to study business and I went to work in PR. Um, but I was, even though from the outside looking in, I had ticked all the boxes, I had um, made some real progress in my career, I had bought my first property, I was, like, I was ticking off these boxes that everyone had said, this is the life path and if you do these things, you're going to be happy. But I was absolutely miserable and so disconnected from who... I didn't understand at the time, but who I really was. Mm. And so there was some time here where I was working PR by day. I was giving psychic readings at night and I was starting to not only deliver these psychic readings to people, but once these clients left, I was continuing to ask questions of whatever had been pouring through me. Wow. And I was asking these questions like, 
well, what am I meant to be doing with my life? Why am I feeling miserable? What are the answers? Like solve this for me. And actually the answers that came back were rest and meditate, take some time out, go and sit in a park. And my brain was like, because I, I realized I could go and give psychic readings as, and make that a career, really. I didn't know how or what that was going to look like. I was terrified of it, actually. So I thought, great, I'll jump into this work. I'll start a business. And my first advice is go and sit in the park and read a book. It's like, uh, no, let's like create a business plan. I've got marketing and PR down pat. I know what to do. None of it worked, actually. So I think my case is extreme because I had to, I had to have it be so stark that I had this story to tell to other people, right? Yeah. But essentially, and what I've seen for now thousands of people over the last decade is that there is some version that the starting point is always go and rest, take care of yourself, eat better, um, let go of the hurts, let go of the old stories and pains and um you know that thing that happened to you when you were five you can forgive that that process needs to happen there's a very inner um personal healing journey that needs to happen of course we don't want to do it because it hurts um but if we're willing to do that then we are Full. The energy that we have is replenished physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically. So when we then are able to tap in to, we've created that space, we've created enough stillness to hear something other than our voice. And then this brings me back to something that you were talking about before, because when we automate all, all of life, when we've said, this is the trajectory, here is the linear logical process with which our life, our business, uh, the plan that I've put in place that has to happen so that that KPI is met next month and then that KPI in 12 months. Like it's great to have that plan, but it absolutely fails to take into consideration these surprise serendipitous ways life can support us. So I'm kind of curious for those like yourself, Claire, and anyone listening, when you fell in love, assuming that you have, or if when your children turned up, did you place the order and say, by this date at this time, I will take this person who will look like this and talk like this? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> We can set an intention of I'd like a relationship, right? Yeah. But then we have to play and be in the game and keep our eye out for when that person turns up or surprises us when they do, just like maybe our children or any other uh, um, non-contrived, non-planned elements in our life. Mm -hmm. So in our businesses, our job is to have a plan or a trajectory, but I think our biggest skill and asset is to also be able to create the space and the stillness and the silence regularly to tap into that thing that is showing us what else is on the periphery. Oh my God, I love that. I'm just having these kind of light bulb kind of moments because, you know, I still feel I can operate um, 
in this way because you know again in business and some of these business environments it's like the P&L we're fine out you know we're focused on growth we're focused on milestones and KPIs and that feels very familiar even though we may know that something is off but that feels really familiar it's like we have the tempo that we feel we need to keep running at this pace and hit the goal and hit and go to the next thing whereas what can feel unfamiliar is to stop and rest and I was just writing about this actually on the weekend that I felt guilty because I'd just been on holiday and I was supposed to have taken this break and allowed these creative and this energy to reform but I got back and I was still tired and I wanted to take more time off my body was literally telling me you need some more time and but I felt so guilty so I pushed on through I went back mm -hmm. in and I went you know and my diary was super full and you know, and then I thought, this is crazy. Like I am, you know, I'm showing up, but I'm not really showing up. So I stripped my diary the following week, but I felt guilty about that, even though I do mm -hmm. this stuff for a living and I meditate every day. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point that, that we're not wanting to be the, like the, the role model, the, the, the epitome of perfection and, oh, I meditate all day and I'm so cruisy and everything works for me. No, you're human. <laughs> uh, I am human. All of us are human. Yeah. And so it is this dance and a response that, okay, uh, I, I need to take the time out. So let me create that time. And then, oh, look at that. I actually need more time. So where can I tweak? Where can I keep um, dancing with this rather than these regimented, I will be rested and back at work tomorrow and of course there are times where absolutely we do need to go back to work of course is there a way that we can come back not going from zero to a hundred but we can you know come on the on-ramp can we create more time and space and the other thing that I would say to this and I'm sure if we were to all reflect about this that sometimes it is that one well-placed email or sales call or that one placed uh, opportunity that actually is far more advantageous than the churning of the wheels of all the other things that we've done where, you know, maybe it's that one phone call that lands the client rather than the, the seven weeks of pitching out to everywhere and running all those systems and creating, you know, 10,000 tweets that, that says <laughs> we're open for business. You just had to phone that one person who's, so do you see what I mean? It's, it's, I guess, you know, like I said, I'm looking at it more from an energetic viewpoint, but that, that adage of working smarter and not harder is essentially what I'm trying to get at here. And that when you create that space and you're listening, mm. so for example, when, when my spirit, my intuition had been saying to me, go and rest, go and rest, A, I needed to recover B, I was refueling for what was about to come and I didn't know yet what was going to come. I had an inkling but not the entire picture. Mm. Uh, and actually what ended up coming in those moments were the few well-placed activities that launched my business that had nothing to do with I've never had a business plan. I don't have a business plan. I have some key milestones that I know will happen and when they happen and I'm working every day to make them happen and trusting that something bigger than me and smarter than me can fill in the blanks. Oh, 
no true word said. I think you just described, you know, the, a particular chunk of time, the beginning of this year when things were not flowing and I was just doing more, doing more, doing more. And then I thought this is madness and nothing is flowing anyway in staying in this mode. But then I just took a moment to go come back to some of the things that you know, like rest, meditate, allow, ask the universe or spirit or whatever we want. And we might talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. You know, ask them to guide you. Who do you really need to serve? Mm -hmm. You know, who who am I here? Where will I go today? What shall I do today? So coming back into this sense of connection with self versus getting really caught up in all of the doing and the turning and the grafting and the grinding. (laughs) It feels like you're not getting anywhere, right? Right. but I love how you're describing this interplay between us starting to think about the dance and starting to think about, you know, when I talk about work smarter, not harder, often I mean like we're running productivity training, right? But here's mm-hmm. a whole other thing that's blown my mind, how we start to tune into these other intelligences at these points in time to mm-hmm. realize that we're the dance now is not in staying and stomping. I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but it's like we need to start pirouetting or changing Mm -hmm. course or just being more intuitive and then allowing those things to flow Mm -hmm. so for uh, did you want to oh well while you were talking there were two other things that popped into my mind clairvoyantly one was a picture of someone caught in the rip in a rip in the in the ocean Mm -hmm. and I believe that the advice is if you're stuck in that rip that you surrender and allow the rip to take you to safety Mm -hmm. right don't fight against it and swim (laughs) because you're going to exhaust yourself so that's kind of a, a visual perhaps to to illustrate what I'm yeah, the, the message I'm trying to get across. And then the other thing that comes up here is that, uh, and I don't know why this just popped in while you were talking, but um, I think we also have to start thinking about our businesses or the position, the role that we play within the business, if it's not our own, um, that, or the department that we head up or, or whatever we're responsible for, that if we were the parent and we saw the department or the business as the child Mm -hmm. that there comes a point where we actually need to allow the child to tell us who they are Mm -hmm. and that our job is to be providing the situations environments opportunities for that child to flourish Mm -hmm. as opposed to perhaps the kind of parenting that's, well, I know best, I know who you are. Yes, you will go and become an accountant because that's what I did and that's what my father did and that's, you know, that's what we do. Whereas your child is a photographer and actually wants to go and travel the world. So if we start to feel our businesses as a separate entity from us, so this dance is actually starting to listen to, you know what, our business doesn't thrive when we don't take breaks. Our business doesn't survive when we're chasing this kind of client or this kind of uh, marketing campaign. And actually where we can see it flourishing is where it's given enough room in this space. Or uh, So we, that dance is about recognising that our business is, uh, so we can co-create with life, but we're actually co-creating in our business and the business is separate from us. It's not a reflection on us. And I think that, you know, 
without now needing to have a whole conversation about parenting, nor am I a parenting expert, but I use that analogy to show that this dance means that there is so much more than us and our mind uh, that we can be interacting with and engaging with um, and, and equally uh, are the customers. Who do our customers want this business to be? How do they want to be engaging with us? And we don't know that unless we're, we are the vehicle that is engaging and interacting uh, because a formula can't tell you how someone feels. That's so true. And so I guess the question that you're posing or, or we should think about posing to ourselves in this dance is, I mean, I guess we've got to slow it down enough, right, to say, to notice where is the business flourishing or where are the environments where you can see that energy is there and that energy is needed and we want to fan those flames, you know, because our clients really need that support or actually our energy is, is creating something magic over there. And so, yeah, I guess how do we, do you think, start tuning into some of those signs? I mean, the first thing is to even pose the question, right, to take a step back and say, what mm -hmm. is flourishing? Where is it flourishing? How do I, you know, dance with more of that? Um, yeah, Absolutely. what would be some advice you might give in that space, Helen? So I think we definitely need to start at an individual level. So we've, we've already said that, you know, taking that time to rest, to meditate, to, you know, take the holiday. But it doesn't have to be the extreme of I work all week and then I rest on the weekend. How can you actually bring rest and reflection into every single day? Yeah. Can you actually get up from your desk and take a lunch break? Can you go and walk around the block? Can you... Um, actually sit down with your colleague and have a meaningful conversation that has nothing to do about work yeah. um, or what program was on Netflix last night. Yeah. Um, so that's just a simple place to start. Yeah. Once we start layering this into our days and our weeks and our months and then eventually into our years, we're, you know, over time we're actually building up a new practice so that let's say if we started this today, by this time next year, we're going to start observing things, not because we've said, hey, I now have to create time to observe this, but because we've created time to, to open in a new way, to see in a new way, mm -hmm. to take those blinkers off, we actually start to notice um, that, that things are shifting and moving. Um, so definitely creating time for us as individuals, I think creating time in the business, um, and that can look different for, for different people or depending on what departments they're in or the roles that they're playing. Um, you know, I, I remember back to when I was working in PR and I was working with a lot of, um, household consumer brands, you know, that our version of brainstorming or taking time out and work, like the, um, the sort of cultural workshops that we do and like team building uh, were really quite contrived. They, they, they weren't necessarily at that human level of like just being in that space mm. with one another. Mm. Um, so I don't know what the answer is entirely, but it's just entertaining the idea that, hey, we could do this differently. Um, you have heard me speak previously, Claire, about the seasons in our, mm. in our lives and in our business too. 
And so if we can start to observe that our business may have seasons, and I don't mean simply in terms of um, a particular business that has a cyclical product. Every summer they, they're busy and then they're quiet for the rest of the year, um, although that's an obvious uh, seasonal um, or, or a cycle. What I'm more referring to is if you've been in business long enough or you've been running this department or, or area in the business long enough that you start, and the graphs are useful, that the data is useful if we start to see where the seasons and cycles are. And rather than saying, oh my gosh, there's a trough coming, there's, there's a low coming, and we're trying to make all of it a peak, can mm. we allow the trough to be there and then use that as the time for our team to refuel, to reconsider, to cut the dead weight to, so that the harvest that is about to come is actually going to be higher. It's going to spike um, and have a better crop, so to speak, because of what we did in the lull, rather than trying to make every winter into a summer. It's kind of well, silly. Oh, isn't it just, and it's just so, um, what, you know, why aren't we doing it? Because we are in nature, right? And everything is, is so cyclical. So I love that. There's kind of individual things that we can do to sort of regroup and not have to be running at a million miles an hour and a pace all the time. You know, we've got this individual cycle and I love what you were saying in terms of the self-care and eventually we layer that on and we start to live into that way of being and we start to be in tune with some of the cyclical nature and the highs and the lows and how we can create the space for those lows well, well I mean there may not be lows but there may be periods of time where we need to literally strip things and stop mm -hmm. things and cull things so there's a kind of a personal piece that we're running here but I'm loving the way you translated that across into teams and business in our area and instead of fighting against certain peaks and troughs how do we really work with those cycles um, and start to tune in and listen to them and and, you know, be more, allow some more space, I guess, I mean, more intuitive space to form versus being mm -hmm. all structured and, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And, and it also then requires us that, that where and how we're investing in our business, mm -hmm. that if we're having this peak moment and there's, you know, all this money that's coming into the business, do we rush to spend it all again so that then we're perpetuating this problem of, oh, we've got to figure out how to create all that money and then more and more and more? Or do we think of ourselves in that more like farmers tending to, mm. you know, this creation that's in front of us and we trust that it can continue to uh, bear fruit? But if we're investing some of that, we're like we can... Uh, certainly be selling some of that, but we're also wise that some of that has to see us through uh, mm. what will inevitably be, you know, maybe not dire straits in a business, but there is going to be the downturn. Mm. Um, and over time, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm seeing more like uh, the share market. And over time, it continues to grow, right? But there is always an up and down. So can we take that longer view that I trust that this will grow. It has its own life cycle from, mm -hmm. you know, inception to eventual possibly death uh, and that we have to be responding to wherever the business is at any given point. And so if you're in a very, in a business in its infancy and expecting it to be mature, it's not fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're setting it up to fail. We're setting ourselves up to fail. Because we're expecting something that's almost impossible. (laughs) And so it's really interesting because you mentioned the word expectations or expecting something that's impossible. I feel like we live in this world of expectations. And as you were saying before, you know, we we have expectations on ourselves. You know, we have to be the accountant or this or Mm -hmm. that, or we have to have the business that's successful and in growth all the time. Um, that feels very head brain to me, like feels very, you know, like masculine doing. And I, um, and I want to make sure we talk a little bit about this, if that's okay. So I'm loving where we're going, but I think what really connected, um, with me when we were talking before at Lorraine's session was really this thought behind there's a time for perhaps building on things and maybe we're harvesting and we're doing certain things and that might sit more in our kind of the masculine way of doing things. But then there's also a time for creating and, and, you know, stepping back and resting and allow it, sowing the seeds, allowing things to come through. And perhaps this is the slightly more feminine part of the dance. Could you just touch a little bit on, you know, the masculine feminine and does, am I interpreting that in the right way that seasonally that's quite linked as well? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, all of us, regardless of gender or uh, sexual orientation or anything like that, that all of us are made up of masculine and feminine energy. And actually our entire planet is working off this duality. Mm-hmm. And that if we can understand, and let's use um, the seasons again, or mother nature as an example, right? Because inherently with, well, mother nature is feminine in nature, but there are very masculine times, tsunamis, floods, droughts, the the channeling of that energy in particular ways. Um, And so within each of us, there is um, the feminine, which is usually um, receptive, creative, intuitive, um, rhythmic, magnetic, cyclical. Uh, masculine energy then is usually uh, outward focused, productive, doing, mm-hmm. um, but it can also be protection and, um, and security actually. Mm-hmm. So if either one of these two energies is out of balance within itself, then we've got trouble. But then if both are out of balance and not talking to each other, we've compounded the situation. Mm. So within each of us, but it's also true of our businesses and the world at large, we're actually trying to rebalance these energies. And so, you know, even if you were to look uh, in a newspaper or go online, you can see that these Uh, or you look at some of our political leaders in certain parts of the world, (laughs) (laughs) that we can see being played out right in front of our eyes, the dismantling of this old way of doing things. And actually just this morning, I know this is slightly off topic, but my husband shared a tweet that a certain president of a certain company (laughs) had tweeted um, where, you know, he was the all-powerful and he, I forget the phrase, but it was like, in my like almighty and unparalleled wisdom, I will crush you if you don't do it my way. Extreme, out of balance, masculine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then potentially say someone like me, maybe sitting at the complete opposite end, uh, talking about intuition and, and seasons and cycles. And I don't think that I am, um, I actually have a lot of masculine energy, but, but we can kind of see two polar opposites, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So our job is to find a balance within ourselves mm. so that there are seasons, and, and this is why having time each day, week, month, year. If we're looking at our day, there are actually, um, if we want to look at, say, the, the four seasons, winter, spring, summer, autumn, if we look at sunrise to the next sunrise, we actually have those four stages. Mm-hmm. So are we using that spring as we're rising to start flourishing, to go slowly, to gather steam, to, to nourish ourselves, and through the summer of the day, so typically the, the work day, Um, And then are we winding down and are we using that evening to stop and rest? So just a really simple um, example, but that now we run that over a week and then we run it over a month. Are there times and and for um, female listeners in particular, if we follow our menstrual cycle that naturally has periods where we're more inward, where we need to rest. And there are times where we're going to be more outward and more social and more productive. Now we start to look at the year and we can see those natural rhythms of, um, you know, the the seasons and, and how we work. If we actually start to use that to our advantage, Mm. then everything else starts to fall into place. If we're running against that, then we end up where we are now. <laughs> wow, so true. And, I, and like, I'm so curious about this because what I'm thinking as you're talking about it, gosh, I hadn't even thought of applying the seasons into the day. I mean, we talk a lot about self-care and daily five to thrive and different things we do throughout the day to start layering, building that practice so that that kind of builds our energy over time. Um, but yeah, when we even think about the day to the year and the different cycles and the things that would be in play, like I'm sat here going, Oh my God, I want to know more about how, where, where do we go? I mean, obviously I'm I'm thinking, Helen, you're talking about a lot about this (laughs) stuff, but where do we go to even get that kind of insight today? Um, you know, to start tuning into more of the cycles of, of what's kind of happening on our planet as a way to then start thinking about how we lead our lives and how we lead in our businesses. Uh, well, at the risk of sounding um, very self-serving, I mean, this is what I do, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the book that I have just put out called You Already Know talks a lot about this. Ah, brilliant, um, brilliant. And it actually can step someone through the, that process of slowing down, of, of actually tuning in. And then I, I, in, later in the book, I talk about these seasons and cycles and seeing how this works. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it could be in a number of different ways. It could be turning to journaling. It could be, um, it, it's not necessarily about making more time for ourselves, but what are the things that are already in our day that we can be using um, to create um, more stillness, to be listening? So you've mentioned the oracle cards earlier. For some people, it might be oracle cards. It might be playing, actually being creative or getting down and playing with your kids or taking the dog for a walk, all of these activities that are actually already in our day, if used from a different intention, can 
be these simple practices that make a big difference. I love that. And I love the one thing that you said, which is, is incredibly powerful, I think, um, around the power of intention. So we might already be doing these things, but um, could you talk just, a, you know, I'm a little conscious of time, but could you talk a little, just about the power of intention and how we should start thinking or feeling about the things that we're doing to perhaps open even more to some of the messages that may be coming through? Is that the right mm-hmm. way of saying it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, I want to give a really quick example of intention. Um, and the example I've got is giving a gift. If you give a gift out of obligation, it feels yucky. Oh, I've got to buy a hundred Christmas presents and let me go and spend all this money and oh, let me get through this. Versus I love and adore these people in my life. I actually don't have a lot of money to spend, but I'd like to bake for them or I'd like to um, create lunch for them. Two very different intentions mm. um, geared towards the same idea, right? So every activity, every activity, but especially in our businesses, uh, come from a place of intent. Is our intent to have growth and sales at all costs, including our own, our own uh, cost, personal cost? Or is my intention here to set an example and to lead in such a sustainable way that my customers will stay with me for the long term because they believe and see what I'm doing? very different outcomes love that so different and I and I remember when I first set out in business particularly I you know create a well-being business because I was a burnout individual and I was like it'll be terrible terrible for business if I'm burnt out so my intention (laughs) is to be a positive role model that you can do business in a different way and you can create a sustainable business um you know, but sometimes I feel like I'm going against the grain, to be honest, because there are all these external pressures where people are like, I need you in this meeting, in this day, whatever that might be. But maybe I've run a training for a couple of days and I'm like, well, I'll be resting then. So that's not going to happen. But, you know, anyway, that could be a whole other topic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes it could. I could talk all day. <laughs> um, but I love just this thought of our intention. And maybe that's a great place to sort of... Um, land this kind of today is that if if our listeners take nothing else away how can we start thinking about the intention to tune into other forces that might be at play to notice when we may be pushing or out of balance working more with our masculine side and when to you know allow and and allow the dance to come and be open to that kind of softer, more, more feminine energy. What if we start having, setting that kind of intention, you know, day mm-hmm. to day, what might start to change in the, in the way that we live and lead, um, mm-hmm. you know, in our lives and business. So I, I think that's, you know, a kind of really nice thought to sort of leave everyone with. Um, I know we could keep talking literally for the whole day. (laughs) But what I also love is, you know, I am absolutely, and I'm going to be sharing the link of where people can get their hands on your um, book, because I feel like this is this is the book that needs to be out there right now. I'm sure you knew that already as you were channeling. the book. Uh (laughs) I I knew this book was coming from the time I was seven. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Um, And I yeah, I mean, I talk about that in the book. I yeah. There's a reason it is called You Already Know. 
<laughs> it's and, and coming the full circle back to what you said in the beginning, it's just a case of getting ourselves out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. And starting to get all the stuff out of the way so that what we already know intuitively can start to kind of emerge and, and kind of come forward. Um, yeah. Is there, is there any, I mean, I'm leaving kind of the community with the one, some final thoughts and intentions. Is there anything else that you would like to, I guess, pose or leave or, you know, say that we haven't, you know, covered that you think would be important to just mention before we, we kind of wrap today? No, I just want to make the, or reiterate the point that our heads are really great and we've got this am amazing prospect in front of us that we've decided we want to do. But actually, there could be something so much better. Mm. So much better than you could ever imagine for yourself. And if you tap into that, this could all be so much easier and joyful and pleasurable than you could possibly fathom where you are right now. And if I had known that when I leapt from PR <laughs> to giving psychic readings, it would have made it so much better. Life is so much better with something on my side and I don't want to fight against it. Oh, such wise, wise words. It's so true, like how we can just, stop fighting really and allow someone else or something else to be on our side and to guide mm -hmm. us where we're supposed to be, which I believe is to, you know, create positive impact, you know, on other human beings in this world and allow them to flourish and thrive. And mm -hmm. so thank you for, you know, sharing such wise, amazing words with this community. And, uh, you know, there's so, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely hopeful we'll speak again, but I think you've really, <laughs> you know, probably caused a lot of new sparks to fly in people's minds and, and some new ways to not just think, but, but feel and start opening up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for letting me talk for so long. <laughs> no, it was a, thank you. Oh, it was just amazing. I could listen to you speak all day and I'm going to make sure that all of I'll be sharing with the podcast where we can get your book, where we can get your Oracle cards, how we can work with you. Cause some people may be like, Oh my God, I just, I need to know more. I know I'm going to be booking um, more <laughs> sessions in on my partner. He's starting a business. So we're like, okay, we're going to speak again very soon because the world just needs more of you, Helen, frankly. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. But the world needs all of us. I know. It needs all <laughs> of us. To do that special thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Wow, I hope you loved my conversation today as much as I did. And just a reminder, I'm running a special two-hour Make 2021 Your Year live workshop this Friday, the 19th of February, where we will be both harnessing our creative energies and intuition to provide direction for what we want this year, and then getting into masculine build mode to lay down a plan to make this happen. There are a couple of spots left, so jump in quick to grab your ticket via the link in the show notes or at the bottom of the email or blog post that you found this podcast on. Love to see some of you there.